0: Hey everybody, welcome to Brothers King Talk. My name is JP.
1: And I am Samuel.
0: And today we are taking our uh, time machine back once again to 1966. Because 1966 is one of those rare years where it had two songs... Um, listed as the number one spot. So we've already gone through the uh, Ballad of the Green Berets, which was last week, and this week we're going to go ahead and dive into a song by the Mamas and the Papas.
1: This song is called California Dreamin'. Um, and I think, rather not, how, how much you like this song depends on a few things. Um, it depends how much you like... Um, like vocal melody te- tag teaming kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how much you like or dislike the hippie movement. <laughs> um,
0: right.
1: And it depends on how much you like or dislike California. So, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I would, you know, I would agree. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, well, before we do that, uh, interesting, interesting fact here, got to start off the show every time. Uh, <laughs> so, This was especially challenging. I've mentioned this before, that it's kind of challenging to find happy news um, when you're looking for big events in the world. Um, And so last episode, we talked about how the Flintstones aired its final episode. um, But as one ends, another show shall rise. And on September 8th of 1966, Star Trek debuts its first episode on NBC.
1: Ah uh, yes, I love so the, Star Trek.
0: The beginning, so the end of an era, and the beginning of an of a different era entirely. Uh, so we're going from way in the past to way in the future.
1: Very nice. Um, yeah, I am a I am a lifelong Star Trek fan. Um, so I will never complain about that. I guess right. I forget it didn't start until the '60s. Sometimes it's yeah. just interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many, so many iterations and so many episodes now it's, it's hard to, you would be probably forgiven to think that it's been around for forever.
1: (laughs) Indeed. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into this song, California Dreamin'. Um, So this song was originally, um, it was written by John Phillips and Michelle Gilliam slash Phillips, who are both of the mamas and the papas. Mm-hmm. um who which was a, a quartet uh, mainly they're a vocal group but obviously you know with the they did write their own songs uh, mainly John Phillips he was like their de facto leader right and um but this song was originally recorded by Barry Maguire um and the mamas and the papas sang backup on the Barry Maguire version oh okay um so beyond that the version the mamas and the papas recorded they recorded it after barry mcguire and they just used the same backing track that barry mcguire used and then added <laughs> their own vocals on top of it right so um i don't know their their version i like it better um I, it sounds like uh california hippies but like in a good way um Mm -hmm. i love the extra instruments they add such as that guitar intro is really cool Mm -hmm. and um i I love that rad flute solo and i say that completely unironically
0: yeah i just think it sounds
1: so cool (laughs) i would
0: have to agree with you there
1: um so before i get further into the song it because i'm going to get i I warn you now i'm going to get a bit philosophical on the song um interestingly enough so before i Go off all philosophical. Um, (laughs) How about you tell me what your thoughts are on the song?
0: All right. You you know, this song, I think this was probably the first one where I thought I knew what the track sounded like before hearing it. Um, But I was the most wrong. Like, I had seen the title. I thought I'd known what it, it would sound like or I thought I'd heard it before. And so I was familiar with it. But I was so wrong. In the in the sense of I had absolutely no idea what I was listening to and how it was different. And now, I don't know, maybe I'd heard a different California Dreamin' uh, when I was younger, uh, because this track, you know, while interesting and pretty good to listen to, is very different from what I would have expected, you know, uh. I really enjoy the music overall. I really enjoy that. Uh the vocal melody is pleasing and that flute solo, I have to agree man. That is so much fun and it's just oh, oh it's just really really enjoyable. Um so cuz you don't you don't hear a lot of flute solo in the world. It's just not a common solo instrument. Uh you know if you're outside of jazz.
1: Or prog rock, but yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so another thing to note is, uh, you know, that this really caught me off guard. It was the fact that the the, the song is really in a minor key. Uh, you know, when you traditionally think California, you think like, you know, Beach Boys, you know, upbeat, fun in the sun, uh, a major key, maybe. <laughs> but this song was, uh, had this kind of interesting somberness to it that I, I can't quite figure it out. Um, you know, maybe you could help me with this, uh, and give me some backstory. uh, If you've got any of this track, I know you're going to get philosophical here because man, I'm lost when it comes to this track.
1: So it's actually really straightforward. Um, the song is, um, written from the viewpoint of I'm stuck in a cold winter place, such as New York. And I want to escape to California. Mm -hmm. So, um, I do find it interesting how not only, um, minor key, which I'm, I'm a fan of minor key. Like that's the, uh, young emo in me when I hit about <laughs> 15 years old, I was like, ah, just give me that minor key. Right. Um, but I find it interesting how epic the song sounds. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's interesting because it's just saying, I want to escape to California on a cold winter day, which is really a sentiment you hear repeated a lot throughout pop music. That sentiment has never really left. Yeah. And you especially hear it in a lot of 60s and 70s music. Now, here's the philosophical part. I think the song may potentially be about just wanting to abandon your boring life for something more exciting and interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, the where Midwest is boring, let's move to California where it's surfing and fun and girls and etc this also coincides with like that kind of hippie lifestyle and the appeal of it especially back right smack dab in the summer of love right right now and furthermore um there's a verse that talks about being in a church and pretending to pray Mm -hmm. um and the the preacher knows you'll never leave because it's cold outside um now, this is just my own. I'm stretching this interpretation, mm-hmm. but it could potentially be about that character wishing to abandon their religion and just get a new life, get away from the old, their old life. So, rather, it's you know their traditional family, their mm-hmm. uh, the politics they've been around. They just, they just want to escape it all. And um, the way I ended up looking at it, I don't know how many out there are familiar with the very classic parable of the prodigal son Sure. and how that story starts is with a a son saying he, he lives with his really rich father and he's like, I want to get away from here. I need to go experience something else. Give me all my inheritance now and I'm Mm -hmm. going to go. And this song reminds me of that son right before he leaves his father's house. And California is the, the land far off the, um, what do they call it in Pinocchio? Um, The Pleasure Uh, Island, right? Yes,
0: Pleasure Island.
1: Now, and he's going to go off and right before he goes off to spend all his inheritance. Now, this is where it gets philosophical. This is fascinating to me because the mamas and the papas were very much a product of that um, escape reality, live the hippie lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what caused their group to implode. They were only a group for like four years because oh, wow. of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, literally just they could not handle each other anymore. Right. And that California hippie lifestyle just literally did them in. Mm-hmm. And um they didn't they couldn't really survive it. Similar to how the prodigal son, you know, couldn't really handle going out and just trying to live a life of pleasure and had to return to his dad's house eventually. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, Barry McGuire, the first guy to record this song eventually became a gospel artist after having one huge hit, which I think may be on our list later, but I can't remember for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he eventually left music altogether to help people in poverty in New Zealand.
0: Interesting.
1: And so you have this song that is almost a, a, a call to, it's like a naive call to abandon all that's safe in what you know, not realizing mm-hmm. that, there could be a lot of bad on the other side. Right. And yet it's a minor key and kind of almost implies that. So that's my thoughts on it. Interesting. uh,
0: Interesting. You know, so the lyrics definitely tell some kind of story. Uh, The guy's like in a cold winter climate, comes back to church or coming into a church Uh, seemingly obviously not for salvation, but just to get out of the cold. And he's, you know, quote, dreaming of California, you know, but he's not there uh, himself. He's not in California himself. So it's very it's a very interesting take. And ultimately, this track really caught me off guard because uh, the the idea of California dreaming is a very uh, is. It's a very constant one, and it's it's very prolific in the '60s. Obviously, especially if you think back to 1963 when we were talking about uh, "Surfing USA" um, with the Beach Boys. I mean, they essentially get, had a very similar track about going to all the all the you know really awesome uh, surf surf spots across the USA, and there. But it's it's not it's not the same. It's it's essentially the same idea of oh, I'm dreaming of all these amazing places, but one is clearly in a very excitable and a very much, uh, I can't believe we get to do all this, and one where it's this, uh, Mamas and the Papas version of California dreaming, where it's, uh, oh, more like, I can't believe that I'm here, and I really want to get out. Um, And so, you know, all that being said, uh, I would not say that this is a bad track, um, but it does not climb to the heights that some other songs that we've talked about. Um, so I will say that it paints a a very brilliant picture, um, but it's one that I will happily walk past and not think much about, uh, too much about after I've enjoyed it once or twice.
1: Fair enough. Um, so full disclosure here, um, I love the Mamas and the Papas. Um, I think they're really vocally interesting. Um, I think, uh, John Phillips is a pretty decent songwriter and I love, um, uh, mama Cass. I think mm-hmm. she's an amazing vocalist and, um, yeah, she was just, she was awesome. So, and with that said, I also really like the song. Mm-hmm. I had never paid attention to the lyrics before now though. And, um, I think it's interesting to, and I know not every song is a story of salvation or anything like that. I get that. Some songs are just fun, stupid songs, right? Right. Um, but I do find it interesting to view it from a perspective of um, seeing what these guys and the culture as a whole was getting ready to go into. Um moving forward like they're they're hoping for all this cool interesting escapism Mm -hmm. and um you know historically speaking we know that the materialism and and the drugs and the sex of the 60s 70s and even into the 80s eventually just chewed a lot of those people up and spit them out right and um, i think it's interesting to look at that from that like a, a looking back perspective so with all that said, and just as a fun, dumb song, like you don't have to get philosophical about the song. You can enjoy it just on its own merits of saying, wouldn't it be nice to be warm right now? It's really cold outside, right? right. You can enjoy it totally on that level and be fine. Mm-hmm. So musically, I give it a three. I think the music is just brilliant. I love that minor key. I like um, how driving and epic, the vocal sound, especially I'm a sucker. I'm sure there's a proper music terminology for it, but I call it layered vocal. Mm -hmm. where uh you'll start you know saying one phrase and someone else stacks on top of that and then a third person will stack on top of that and yeah
0: uh, i know the i know the term for it but i can't think of it at the moment
1: i i'm a sucker for that as it is so music i give it a three lyrics i give it two um on the surface they're just they're interesting but you really um you only get as much out of them as you're gonna pay into them yeah so um and then overall i give this song a two Um, You're right. We've dealt with some better songs. We're going to deal with some better songs in the future, but I enjoy this song a lot. So overall, I give it a seven
0: out of nine. Okay. Um, so I'm slightly, um, slightly lower than you here. Uh, and that's really when it comes down to it, the music, I ended up giving a two because I felt, you know, like it's a good track, uh, in terms of music, but I don't want to go so high as to give it a three because again, it's a one that is, uh, easily for easy for me to walk past um so it's not going to be a track that i'm going to be uh it's not going to be in my repertoire for very long and then um so lyrics i went ahead and gave it a one and a half really because i felt like if you really get down to it the lyrics are very simplistic they're very short um and it's just I think objectively speaking, it is definitely a, uh, a story about someone just wanting to get out of where they're at, out of their current state, and um, going to somewhere like California. But I think that overall, it was just a very strange combination, um, especially to include something like uh, the religious aspect of going into a church and pretending to pray. It's just not something that I, I thought really fit well. With the ideal of wanting to leave your current state and get to California. Um, And then uh, overall, I gave it a two, uh, thinking that, you know, it's just uh, something that is a solid work and solid something, uh, a solid piece of music that people will clearly enjoy uh, for years to come. But it's just not something that's just going to it's not blowing anything out of the water. It's not the best thing I've ever heard Uh, with an overall of five and a half.
1: Fair enough. Well, guys, that has been our thoughts on this song. Um, please let us know what you think. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear. I, I feel like we're getting into that era of music where these kind of tracks here are still played often nowadays. Mm. Like you hear them on commercials or walking through the supermarket or whatever. Well, yeah. So, I mean,
0: if you really think about it, this is only, I was going to say, 40 years ago. But then I remembered it's not the year 2000, and it is absolutely 2020. And so uh, these are a little bit older than I thought they were.
1: I mean, they're over 50 years old, but still. Yeah,
0: But still, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I would agree with you. I think these are definitely songs that you'll still hear uh, in the supermarket or especially on the radio. Like if you listen into an oldie station or something like that, these are tracks that are probably going to pop up more often than not.
1: Absolutely. So, um, my name is Samuel, and I'm JP. And as always, this has been a Burger King Media production.